And a very good day to you. This is Dale Bader, and I'm glad you've joined me once again for this edition on Focus on Fertility. We have a very special guest who is joining us from the great state of Colorado. Her name is Susie Oliver. She is a clinical support specialist with Vitro Life, as well as she has spent time in the lab as an embryologist. And actually, Susie, let's start there. Um, how long did you serve time working in the embryology field, and uh, where at? I spent 15 years working as a clinical embryologist for programs in Colorado um, before joining VitraLife, and I've been working as a clinical support person for VitraLife for about 12 years, so I've been in the field for over 25 years. And I'm going to take it over that 25-year period, because just in the short period that I've been around with ART, I've seen lots of changes. So in 25 years, I'm sure you've seen things go drastically and grow drastically over that time. Is that correct? Yes, for sure. Uh, when I was first in the IVF lab, it was the beginning days of the ICSI procedure, for example. Um, so there's been many, many improvements to uh, technology and technique and procedure and stimulation drugs, but perhaps the embryoscope time-lapse technology is the largest innovative design and concept of something that's been introduced into the field of IVF that actually has a clinically proven impact on successful outcomes and improving a patient's chance for success through the technology that it offers. Well, that leads us right into today's subject, which we want to talk about uh, the embryoscope and specifically time-lapse incubators. And uh, time-lapse incubator, that's a pretty simplistic wording, but a lot of uh, patients that I've had a chance in the previous to talk to kind of scratch their heads still. They're trying to what exactly, first of all, they don't know necessarily what an incubator is, or if they think about it, they may be thinking what they saw in elementary school with the eggs and, and the chickens that were hatching, and so they're, they're, you know, they're scratching their head going, well, that's not, I'm sure, what they're using in the lab. And number two, time lapse. I think we all see video, but what are we really videoing? So can you explain a little bit more what a truly a time lapse incubator is and, and the differences of what may go on in a lab without one and explain the embryoscope? Sure, I'll be glad to, Dale. First of all, in a traditional system, the dish of your embryos will be taken out of the climate inside the incubator about three to five different times through the course of your cycle. Obviously, the laboratory needs to be able to have methods of keeping those embryos growing safely and creating good embryos so that you can have an embryo transfer. But every time those dishes are removed from the incubator, you're exposing those embryos to any sort of external change in the environment because an incubator is really like a heated box that has specific gases being piped in and a certain temperature. So it's trying to mimic inside the mom's body what you would see in nature. But when you remove that dish, that dish is exposed to changes, um, both in the environment from the incubator being dark, just the lighting in the lab, but also just a little bit of differences in temperature and gas concentration. So with the embryoscope, what we have is an incubator that has very controlled environment. And also inside the system is a built-in microscope and a built-in camera. 
And what the camera is doing is taking pictures of the embryos as they developed every 10 minutes through time-lapse technology and the software that we have with our system, you're able to make a short video of the embryo's development. What this means, the long story short, if you will, is that the embryologist is able to observe your embryo growing through the course of those five days without ever once removing that dish from the safe environment of that incubator. This means much more stable environmental conditions, which means less stress on your developing embryo, and that translates into higher quality embryos. At the end of the time period, the embryologist is then able to utilize the software to select the embryo that has the best looking development pattern, growth pattern, and select the embryo that really gives you the highest chance for implantation and then subsequent pregnancy. Now I was doing some research and I noticed uh, some of the information that I found regarding the embryoscope and, and kind of summarizing a little bit of what you just mentioned was, uh, you know, they kind of show a picture of about three, four, five pictures of an embryo. And then I see the embryoscope, which has got like, well, it's a video. It's on all these different pictures. So I'm assuming in reality, the embryologist is getting a lot more data, a lot more precise data, which is normally missed, I assume? Yes. Yeah, instead of just getting five, three to five brief snapshots over the course of five full days, now you have the ac access to over a thousand images of each embryo's development. So instead of just seeing an embryo at a certain specific hour of time, you're seeing it throughout 24 hours a day without ever even needing to be physically in the laboratory. You can observe the development in the middle of the night. You can see what happens. And this gives information to the embryologist that we never had available before. With the development of the embryo, is there, is there more of a critical time frame that really needs to be observed that traditionally might have been missed that the embryoscope now is capturing? Yes, there's certain features that um, occur, like I said, in the middle of the night when the laboratory staff is not in the lab in a standard system. So they're not able to see particular events occurring. The other thing that we have seen is that Previously, we had certain ideas of developmental markers that we assume, assumed correlated to positive outcome. And now we've seen additional markers that have just as much impact on the success of the cycle. And so we're just getting so much more information available to us to make a decision with your physician and you as to which embryo we want to transfer. This allows us to go towards the single embryo transfer, which is a benefit to a patient as well. You mentioned single embryo transfer, and I think that's a real goal that a lot of centers are shooting for. And one way a lot of them are trying to go is just by using pre-implantation genetic screening. So do you see PGS as a better benefit than the embryoscope? Are they complementary? Do one Should a patient consider use of one versus the other? What's your suggestion on that? Well, the two technologies are both great technologies that have come into the field to be able to give us a better idea about the embryo. However, 
they aren't at all competing technologies because they give you different pieces of information. The pregenetic testing really tells you about the chromosomal content of the embryo and specific disease presence. The embryoscope doesn't do that, but what it tells you is the developmental history of the embryo. Because many embryos that look completely normal and come back with a normal PGS diagnosis do not implant. And so we know that there's something beyond just having a normal PGS result for a positive outcome. So the best thing to do is to use these two technologies together because they do have a synergy together. And if you use the embryo scope to grow the embryos in and to use the data that it's giving you, as well as doing a biopsy to get your genetic information, then you're really getting the best of both worlds and the maximum chance of picking and selecting an embryo that has up going to give you the highest chance of implantation. Susie, is this relatively um, available to a lot of patients across the country, or, or is this uh, just something new that's coming out that's just beginning to be found in certain locations? Well, the embryoscope's been FDA-approved in the U.S. since 2011, and there's really only about 52, 53 centers across North America that have embryoscopes. Um, some centers have multiple units, and some just have one unit. So that means that it's not as readily available um, as you might think, but it is becoming more and more common that clinics are at least owning one embryoscope so that the patients do have that option. So if a center only has one, um, is there a limited uh, space or are these relatively large units? So or do you need to have multiple units? That's a great question because there is a limited space within each embryoscope. However, your clinic practice of whether or not they batch or they run continuously is going to dictate how many patients they can, they can put into the unit at a, at a time. But we find that it works well for smaller programs as well as larger programs. It's just that larger programs and clinics will need more embryoscopes if more people select to go in them. And are there any centers at this time that are solely using embryoscope technology or are they, is everybody pretty much using a combination of traditional methods as well as the time lapse? There are some clinics in the U.S. that are strictly using embryoscope for all patients and have enough units to make it available for all patients. But the majority of clinics will not be able to offer it to all patients and therefore have to come up with a strategy how they're going to um, offer this to their patients. Well, Susie, this is a really exciting technology, and if you'd like to see more information regarding this, there are videos available at the Vitro Life website as well as at mcrmfertility.com, one of our proud sponsors here of Focus on Fertility. Susie, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me, Dale. If you've been trying to start your own family and haven't had success, you're not alone. Millions of people just like you are experiencing the same very personal and painful frustration. Infertility affects men and women equally. The Missouri Center for Reproductive Medicine, MCRM Fertility, can help. 
MCRM accepts most insurance and you don't need a referral. They offer the most advanced science and technology, including exclusive techniques and the embryoscope. Check them out at mcrmfertility.com. That concludes today's episode of Focus on Fertility. Be sure to visit weekly for another important topic to assist you along your fertility journey. If you have any questions that you'd like answered or specific topics you would like to have discussed, please be sure to email me at questions at focusonfertility.net.